Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Tuesday, April 25th. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Zucchini Bread Day. I'm going to pass on this. So I, this is all you, buddy. I don't think I've ever had zucchini bread. I would definitely try it, um, but I have never. I'm trying to think. I, I'm pretty sure I've never had zucchini bread. I would try it. I love bread. I love zucchinis. Um, never had those two in a combination. So I would. I would definitely try zucchini bread. Never have it. Never had it. But uh, I am here to try it. Like I said, I love zucchini. Love bread. Never had those two combined though. Yeah, I'm just not a. No, no, I don't want any. I think I've had it. Um, I think my mom used to make that stuff. So no, no, I'm good. But anyway, yeah. Hey, guess what? The Astros just really pissed off the Braves. Yeah, they did. They lit a fire under them. They were uh, the Braves were not happy about getting swept by the Astros. Braves blanked the Marlins eleven to nothing yesterday. Ozzy Albies and Sam Hilliard both with three RBIs. Sam Milliard had two two home runs last night. Let's go. Let's go, I mean, Sam. You know, I saw a question posed on Reddit. Is Sam Hilliard the answer to our left field woes? He may be. Yeah. He really may be. Yeah. Been playing really well. Uh, Riley and Rosario both had two RBIs apiece. Murphy added an RBI as well. Spencer Strider, eight innings pitch, no runs, 13 strikeouts. That's pretty good. He, he had a no-no slash perfect going into what seventh? I believe it was the seventh. Yeah, I don't think they got their first base hit until the seventh inning. Just unreal. Spencer Strider is the man, absolute man. And you know, we you talked know. about Max Fried vying for a Cy Young uh, yesterday. Uh, he's going to have a lot of opposition by his battery mate, Spencer Strider, in that category as well. He's pitched phenomenally this year. Yeah, there's no doubt. And if these two will feed off each other, it kind of reminds me of the big three talking yep. about feeding off each other. So, Yep. I mean, right now, Spencer Strider is 3-0 and with a 1.80 ERA, 49 Ks, which leads the major leagues, and a 0.83 whip. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's just insane. He's only had, uh, let's see, out of his one, two, three, four, five, out of his five starts, three of them, he's given up zero earned runs, and he hasn't gone less than five innings in any of his starts this year. Good. Yeah. Keep, keep it up, kid. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely amazing. You look at his game score. His game score last night, Billy, was a 91. I think that's the highest game score I've seen out of a Braves pitcher Good that I can Lord. remember in a very, very long time. Yeah, 91 game score. What a boy. 
Strider's the first Braves pitcher to record at least nine strikeouts over nine straight starts. John Smoltz had been the only other pitcher in franchise history to do so, but obviously he only did it through eight. So, congratulations yeah. to Spencer Strider. We said we said it last week when we were talking about Spencer Strider. When when your name is in the same breath as a Hall of Famer like John Smoltz, who did just about anything and everything you could think of on the mound. When, when you're in the same breath as John Smoltz, you're doing something right. And especially when you're in the same breath as John Smoltz and you're only 24 years old. Yeah. I, I mean, Spencer yeah. Strider was born in 1998 and he is up there with John Smoltz and some of these records that he's breaking. That's absurd. That was Smoltz's uh, Cy Young year, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. What was that? 90. Crap. What year did he win the, the Cy Young? 95? No, I won't. Hold on. I can tell you because I have his Coke bottles right over here. One second. (laughs) 1996. Yeah. I have a a six-pack of of Coke bottles from 1996 commemorating his uh, Cy Young Young year sitting over on uh, on my shelf over there. Don't drink that. It'll be bad. Oh, absolutely not. Those things are, uh, there's no way those are good. <laughs> Michael Harris has said that he feels great and is ready to get back to the team as soon as possible, which is great news. Um, Love after to hear that. Huh? Love to hear that. He faced Rysel Iglesias in live BP today, or yesterday. He choked. Rysel hasn't lost his touch. He's still nasty. Glad he's my teammate instead of being on the other side. Also love to hear that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need Rysel back soon too. Yeah. The sooner the sooner we get Rysel Iglesias back, the better. Uh, you know, our pin kind of looks more like the actual pin we thought we were going into the season with. Uh, we've kind of you know made our opinions known about the pin the past couple of games. So yeah, the sooner we get the sooner we get healthy, the better. But uh, I got to hand it to a lot of the. I don't want to call them second stringers, but you know, backups, if you will. They've they've done a great job of treading water while uh, while getting healthy. And one fact about Spencer Strider that I seem to forget every single time, I forget he's from Columbus, Ohio. Yep, it may it, you know makes sense why he's so good. It also makes sense why he likes number ninety nine. Very that's true. Cracked me up. Very true. I I, I now want a ninety nine Spencer Strider jersey. I think that's what I'm going to purchase this year. Yeah, if that's can, the if, next one. If anybody knows where I can find a 99 Spencer Strider cream color jersey, I want the cream ones, and I can't find them anywhere. I don't even know if they make them anymore. Um, I might have to go to the Braves Clubhouse store at uh, Truist Park to get it. So I, I, I don't know. I can't find them online, but I want a 99 cream Braves jersey. Can you order it like you did, what was it, on uh, AliExpress or whatever? Probably, um, uh, but I could probably do that, Billy, but I, I want to buy a legit authentic jersey, like a, a, a nice authentic jersey from the Braves. Um, so, yeah. All right, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Um, Hawks play the Celtics tonight, and uh, I'm just going to pass this off to Bryce because, oh, boy, do we have lots to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if everybody saw the news. DeJounte Murray's suspended for this game because he bumped the referee, 
And yeah. I don't I don't have I don't have a problem with the NBA suspending DeJounte Murray, Billy, for the move. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is them showing favoritism towards the Boston Celtics. Because Tatum did the exact same thing. He did the exact same thing. I believe it was in the third quarter, and it was right after a flagrant run from, from Trey Young. And I'm going to find the video, and I'm going to post it everywhere because the video of DeJounte Murray was all over ESPN. All the head talking heads were talking about it when it came to the Hawks game yesterday, and nobody mentioned what Jason Tatum did. Jason Tatum did the exact same thing. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum bumped a referee, nearly pushed him, and screamed at him right in his face. And nobody has said anything about the Jason Tatum incident. It's literally mind-blowing. And the only reason the NBA is doing this is because the Boston Celtics are a bigger market. They're a bigger cash grab. They're a bigger money grab than the Atlanta Hawks are. If the Hawks brought in as much attention and as much money as the Celtics did, then they would be suspending Tatum and not DeJounte Murray. It really is. I mean, the NBA could not do a worse job of imploding from the inside than they are doing. I mean, you go and watch any of these playoff series, the refereeing is terrible. It is absolutely awful. We talked about it yesterday. Um, so no, no DeJounte Murray tonight because uh, the NBA, I think the B in the NBA stands for Boston, National Boston Association. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, dude. And it, 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 it really makes me hate the NBA. Uh, and, and it sucks because I love, I used to love the NBA. It was my, that was my favorite sport to watch growing up was, was basketball. Uh, and it's it's really putting a bad taste in my mouth watching the NBA and seeing that DeJounte, it, it's the way they treat the stars is horrid. I mean, it's it, it's it's so unfair, but, you know, I'll find the video of Jason Tatum shoving and screaming at official and I'll, you know, post it as many places as I possibly can because it's absurd. It's absurd the Atlanta sports, especially in, in the NBA, get treated the way they do. So no DJ tonight. Games at seven thirty on TNT. We didn't have a good shot with DJ without DJ. Uh, man, uh, this is this is gonna be ugly. Um, I, I don't know who's gonna start at that two. It's gonna be rough. Bogey. It's gonna be a rough game. Oh God, no! I, I <laughs> if it's Bogey, I will drive to Boston and punch Quinn Schneider right in the nose. Uh, it it should not be Bogey. Um, I don't know who it is. Honestly, I I don't really care. It's uh. It's been a season of up and downs, and we faced an elimination game tonight. Let's hey, let's let's win one up in Boston. Let's stave off elimination for one game. Uh, let's win one up and let's let's have a Trey Young game where he just goes off for like forty or fifty points tonight, and we make it to game six. Let's push him to six, and see what we can get up there in Boston uh, after you know after game five. What's the line? Uh, three thousand, probably somewhere around there. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, the line right now is Boston by thirteen. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's juicy. I'm telling oh you, I would, I, I would not hesitate to take Boston at a minus thirteen. Wow. Yeah, I, I would absolutely not hesitate. Um. I'll uh, I'll see if I can I'll see if I can find the video of, of Tatum shoving the referee and screaming at him, but uh, yeah that's that's what we're facing tonight. Thirteen point underdogs. Well, let's see. Trey Young has driven more times than any other player in the playoffs at ninety one, but has only had a foul called on him on two of those drives. Foul called on two point two percent of his drives would have put him 185th out of 190 qualifying players in the regular season. Good Lord. 
Yeah. If you don't think the NBA hates Atlanta, just read that stat right there. Read that stat right there. Well, Bryce, we are Tuesday of the week, and on Thursday we get the NFL drafts, and I'm excited for it. You just found out that you're going to have time for it now, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. We thought uh, originally this week we thought we were going to have to sort of call the Bowden baseball game during the NBA draft. Um, If it was anything like the doubleheader we called last night, we would be calling the Bowden baseball game until after the NBA draft. I'm not sure if it's going to go like that. But, yeah, I I will have Thursday free now. Bowden moved their games to uh, tomorrow. First game is a 2 p.m. first pitch early game trying to beat the weather. Uh, So I will be free for the NFL draft, which I am super psyched about. I'll be sitting in my chair watching Patty Mack and, you know, the NFL coverage and all that. Uh, A couple names that I've seen floated around for the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, Billy. Um, Two UGA guys and one guy from Oregon. The two UGA guys, an edge rusher in Nolan Smith and an interior lineman of Jalen Carter. Billy, which of those two two would you like or or do you just sort of not care either one? Uh, I'd be good with both. Um, I think Nolan Smith would be a a welcome addition. Um, You want to talk about the fact that the Falcons didn't have anybody who sacked the quarterback last year. I think it was 19 or something total or somewhere around there. It was stupid, a stupid number like that. Look, we need we need pass rushers. We need people who can get after the quarterback. Nolan Smith has been has proven that he can't. On the other side, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is a man. He is a freak of a man. And I'm telling you, the he is going to drop tomorrow or Thursday because of everything going on with the um, the leaving the scene of the accident. And, and you know. NFL teams have not been happy with the meetings they've had with Jalen Carter. Which... You know, I get, but at the same time, like, it, if they look at the tape, he's he's no doubt a top five pick in my mind. I, I have a hot take on Jalen Carter. I don't think he's going in the top ten. He may not, but if he, if you look at the tape, he's a top five player, right? Would you agree? Yes. On the field, Jalen Carter is a top five player for sure. No doubt. Okay. Well... That's what I'm looking at. I understand that you have to deal with the everything else, off the field, everything else, but that's that's beside the point. But yeah, I would love Nolan Smith. Um, you know, there's still there's still possibilities that they're they'll go running back and go be John Robinson. I don't understand. I was going to bring that up, Billy, and for the life of me, I have no idea who the hell is saying the Falcons should go running back. At number eight would be John Robinson. If they do, that's dumber than drafting Drake London last year. I get it. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I, no. That's so stupid. It's stupid. I'm not even a Falcons fan, and I'd be pissed off if they did that. Tyler Algier is a really good player. He's he's no doubt. He was the best. He was the best running back the last what eight weeks of the season. Um, yeah. in the in the NFL, um, he he he's a great player, but he's outside of Algier. Who do we have? Cordero Patterson and no. Caleb Huntley. 
I don't I don't think Cordero Cordero needs to go back to wide receiver and not the the running back spot. We're using him way too much. He's not getting any younger. Um, but yes, I agree with you on Huntley. Huntley is a decent backup, but he's not like a backup that's scary. You, but you if can't you had, definitively tell me that B. John Robinson will come in and be better than Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, oh, or Caleb Huntley. I would I take any three of those over B. John Robinson. I I disagree. I would take B. John Robinson over both all three of them. I, there there is no way I would spend the number eight pick on a running back. I wouldn't I wouldn't spend a top three round oh, pick on I'm a running not, back. I'm not arguing that, but there's like I'm telling you, I think I would take Bijan like I would take Bijan Robinson over the current three. I I would. There's absolutely well if if he was on the roster, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not I'm not spending a first round pick ever on a running back. I don't care I don't care who it is. The NFL, today's NFL, just doesn't prioritize running backs. I mean, you can get... Billy, if you need a running back, there is a guy who was one of the best running backs in the entire league a couple of years ago, has a lot of tread on the tires, but is still a decent third down back. Not going to be in there every single down. And you can go out there and get Ezekiel Elliott for like 2 to $3 million. Like, Ezekiel Elliott's not going to get paid more than $5 million this year. If you he want was to running back... the Jets, right? I, uh, he's uh, the Jets and the and the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been rumored to going to re-sign him for a very cheap deal. But if you if you need a running back, there's veteran running backs all over this league who are uh, the running backs are a dime a dozen. And if the if the Falcons draft a running back at number eight, I will blast them all over social media and everywhere to anybody that'll listen because that is dumber than drafting Jake London a uh, Drake London last year. Okay. A couple of things. One, what do you think the possibilities are that the Falcons move up? So that was the other thing I wanted to bring up to you, Billy. Looking at the draft right now, so number one, Carolina Panthers, they're definitely going quarterback. Um, probably Bryce Young, from what I've heard. Apparently, C.J. Stratt is an idiot. He failed his S12 cognitive whatever doodad test. Um, I think <clears throat> it's a, I think it's a chess play by C.J. Stratt. I don't think he wants to go to the Texans, so I think he failed the test on purpose. <laughs> So let's just say, let's let's put this scenario right here. Carolina Panthers going quarterback for sure. Houston Texans probably going quarterback. I would, uh, think. I, I w- I would think they're going to pick C.J. Stratt. Uh, and then at number three, you've got the Las Vegas Raiders. Also, I would assume probably going quarterback, but they need a lot of help everywhere. So if at number three, if the Raiders go Will Levis at number four, the Indianapolis Colts, they also need a quarterback. But at four, the top three quarterbacks are gone. And you can find a quarterback, if you need one, probably somewhere around eight through ten. Uh, Anthony Richardson is going to be sitting there. He has a, he's, a, he's a project quarterback. Eight through ten, I think you can get Anthony Richardson. So, Billy, right now off the board, we have C.J. Stride, Bryce Young, and Will Levis. Right. Number four pick, Indianapolis Colts. If I am the Falcons, in my opinion, I am trying to move up to that four slot, and I'm trying to draft Will Anderson Jr. See, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it goes that far. Um, I'm not like I'm. I'm legitimately kind of. I'm not concerned, but I'm legitimately thinking that. CJ Stroud may drop further than two. 
Like, yeah, I don't. I'm thinking it may be lower than five. I can't figure out what the news about CJ Stride's all about because what two weeks ago, all we heard was CJ Stride is going to be the number one draft pick, and the Carolina Panthers are definitely taking him. And now all we hear out of out of you know sources and camps, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is CJ Stride's an idiot and he might fall outside of the top ten. So like CJ Stride is a perfect indication of the same thing that you talked about with Jalen Carter, like his on the field tape blows you away i mean look what he did to the georgia defense he absolutely carved them up the entire game until he lost his number one wide receiver so and all his interviews that i've seen um have been lights out like you know how you have moments where you're like this guy's not an idiot yes all of his interviews with the press i mean the interview he did with patty mack the week of the super bowl was ridiculously good yeah yeah um and this, so is all, I, this is all predicated on a, on the Cardinals trading out. I think the Cardinals are going to trade out of their pick. They have the three pick, but I think they're trading out of that three pick because they don't uh, they they don't have any value at three. They need to trade out and get a quantity of picks. So this is all based on the Cardinals. And the Cardinals aren't going to draft a quarterback anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But Billy, another scenario: what if what if we get to pick five or six? Seattle, do you, I don't think they're taking a quarterback. You know, I, I think they're they're sewn in with um, what's his nuts up there, Geno Smith. Uh, he played well last year. Detroit Lions. Yep. I, I don't think they're going to spend the number six pick on on a quarterback. They got golf up there. Uh, Cardinals in my scenario. Cardinals go back to you know seven, uh, where the Vegas, where the Las Vegas Raiders were. They're not going to draft a quarterback. What if you're sitting at eight, and C.J. Stroud is still on the board? Are you drafting C.J. Stroud at number eight? I mean, I would have to. I, I really would. So. It's, yeah. it's best player available at that point, right? Yeah. And CJ yeah. Is, is, would be the best player available. And, and it sucks because I really want to see what Desmond Ritter has because I'm a huge Desmond Ritter fan. I'd love to see an entire season of Ritter in a Falcons uniform. Uh, but yeah, if Strad's sitting there at number eight and he hadn't been drafted, you, you got to pick him, man. You can't pass up yeah. another kid that could possibly be a franchise quarterback. There's no doubt. I mean, we passed up Justin Fields, and yeah. I think that was a mistake, honestly. I agree. I mean, people people can argue up and down, well, he hasn't done much in Chicago. Well, you know what? Chicago sucks. Terrible. I uh, mean, you, you could not have done a worse job of building a team around a young quarterback if you actively tried to. And let's not forget, they, they used the number 11 pick on him, right? Yep. And didn't even let him start. Nope. They went oh. with, with, what was it, Trubisky? To uh, start the no, year? I, don't, I don't even remember who started in it front of him. stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, one of the other cool scenarios, this doesn't have anything to do with the Falcons, but one of the other cool scenarios that I've seen around and I've heard uh, is the Houston Texans at number two draft C.J. Stroud as their franchise quarterback. And then, you know, they have the number 12 pick as well. And at number 12, they draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. That'd be good. Houston's really good. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So we're only a couple days away from the NFL draft. We will be uh, we'll be live tweeting it and live reactions, uh, you know, all of our social medias and stuff like that, at least for the first couple of picks. And then after that, I'll have, you know, 15 or 16 beers and I won't be allowed on social media. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take over. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Scores all over the area. 
in playoff baseball, Villarica splits with Kel last night, six to four and eleven to five. A game that Billy, two games that Billy and I called until about one a.m. last night. Both the games very, very competitive, but both games very, very long. Was it six to four or five to four? Uh, who knows? I don't know. I think um, it was five to four. Yeah, Max Preps has six to four. Billy, my brain's not working right now. I know they lost uh, game one, but Max Preps has it six to four. No, it is. It was. Yeah, I think it was five to four. I wonder why Max Preps has that. Yeah, uh, I think it was only one run. Yeah, it was right? only we only needed one run in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up. Yeah, a six four right. is not right. Two to one, yeah. to, two to one to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, Max Preps is not right. Um, so five to four. Uh, either way, uh, Villarica lost the first one, won the second one. They needed that one. If game today. First pitch is at 6 p.m. Billy and I will have that call in hometown sports media tonight for y'all. Harrelson County falls to Providence Christian Academy. Uh, not sure of the scores, but I do know they lost both games. And Central falls 13-2 and 12 to nothing to North Oconee. Congratulations, though, to the Central Lions. We talked about this live on the broadcast last night. A lot of people had said that the Central Lions baseball team wasn't even going to make the playoffs, and they yep. had they had one hell of a run to finish the regular season this year and make it into the playoffs and try to make a little waves. Um, so that, that was a big accomplishment, just making it to the playoffs. And a lot of those kids are coming back to the Central Lions next year and for Coach Riley Presnell. So uh, watch for that team to just, you know, be on an upward trajectory next year. In in girls' playoff soccer, Bremen beats Morgan County 3 to nothing, And they head to the Final Four, Billy. Let's Once again, our women's athletics showing their prowess around here. We had three girls teams in the elite eight playing last night and one of them advances to the final four so congratulations to the bremen blue devils mount zion falls to aquinas 10 to nothing and temple falls to mount vernon 11 to 1 congratulations to both of those teams on a phenomenal uh soccer year you know we said this early on when you think of west georgia you think of weightlifting wrestling baseball football you know some good uh, basketball teams spattered here and out good softball teams you don't always think about good soccer teams. Uh, and I, I think some of the girls and boys teams around the area are, are trying to change that narrative. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of success with girls soccer this year and a little success with boys soccer as well uh, in the area. So congratulations to uh, to all those girls soccer teams. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for tonight, Billy, playoff baseball. Fork, Smith Fork Coverings. Uh, Smith Fork. Why did I not change that? I thought I changed all that. Uh, Smith Fork Coverings Games and Events calendar in playoff baseball tonight. Kell is at Villarica. First pitch at 6 p.m. Winner of that game will move on to the second round. Billy and I will have that on Hometown Sports Media if you can't make it out. Should be a gorgeous night, though, tonight. Clear skies in about mid-60s uh, time around first pitch. In boys' playoff soccer, Mount Zion is at Portal. I'm not sure of what the start time is there. Probably around 6 o'clock, but uh, check Go Fan before you make your way out there to watch the Mount Zion boys playoff soccer. That is an elite eight matchup. And in girls playoff lacrosse, Carrollton plays host to South Forsyth at 6 p.m. Well, good. There's a lot going on, and I love it. A lot of playoffs. A lot of playoffs going on. All right. Let's head to another cup of coffee because I need one. I know you need one because, dear Lord, man. I need a whole pot of coffee. I'm dragging this morning. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. LeBron James has his first career 2020 in line, powers the Lakers to an overtime win over the, who is it, the Timberwolves? Yeah. Uh, the Grizzlies. Or, oh, Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies. Yep. 
Yep. Gets over on the Grizzlies. 117 to 111, final in overtime. Uh, you know, Dylan Brooks didn't uh, didn't have anything to say after the game, which uh-huh. I thought was I thought was kind of funny. Uh, you don't want to poke the bear, man. Of all the bears that you can poke, LeBron James in the playoffs is definitely not one uh, that you want to poke. So LeBron doing LeBron things and uh, taking the Lakers 3-1, yeah, on the verge of moving on to the second round. Jimmy Butler says, I'm the effing man now and says, <laughs> and hits 56 to lead the Heat to a comeback win and puts the Bucks on the brink of elimination. Yeah, Heat up 3-1 now. The, uh, the Heat team that lost to the Hawks in the play-in round. So uh, I guess that kind of lit a fire on them, no pun intended. But yeah, Jimmy Butler and the Heat are on the verge of knocking out the reigning, or not reigning, the see, two years ago NBA champion, the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Last night, the Rays set a modern era mark, wins their 14th straight win at home. Jeez, that's nuts, man. You, that's one of those teams. The Rays and the Angels, I for, I, I forget they exist sometimes, um, which sucks because both of those teams are, are really good, and I just sort of forget that they uh, they exist. Um, it, it had first been thought that the modern era record was 15 held by the 1907 New York Giants, but Elias Sports Bureau, who does amazing research, found that the Giants forfeited their first home game before the 15-game streak. So the forfeit officially counted as a loss. So they forfeited the first game and then rattled out 15. So yeah, the 14 win mark is the uh, is is the new modern era most straight wins to start off a year. Last night in the NFL, it came down live while we were on the air. Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets sure for has. multiple picks. Yep. Pack- the Packers agreed to deal the quarterback and their 2023 first round pick, number 15, and the 2023 number our fifth round pick, number 170, to the Jets for the Jets' first round pick, number 13, a second round pick, a, con- a sixth round pick, and a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this season. And barring any injury, he will definitely play 65% of the snaps this no season doubt. for the Jets. Um, interesting trade, man. One of the trades that it kind of lost its pizzazz because we knew it was coming down. So it wasn't a big shock when it happened. Uh, Tell but, that to Adam uh, Schefter. Holy crap. <laughs> Have you seen the video? No. Oh, my God, dude. Was he freaking out about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. Aaron Rodgers talked about it on, on the Patty Mac show uh a couple weeks ago so i mean we knew it was in the works we knew it was probably gonna it was probably gonna happen this week um we knew it was gonna kind of go all the way up to the draft so well, let's see what happens man the the uh the packers are not a team in my opinion that's probably gonna compete for a playoff position this year um they have some they have some big holes but the jets that the jets are a team man i i, I want to see you know what now that i said that uh, let's check and see my computer is going to work. Let's check and see what the new odds are for the jets to win that division since the, uh, since the trade, because I would, I would have to think that the sports books are going to favor it. I think they are still probably the third best team in that division, depending on what, uh, Tua Tungvaloa is, is going to do, but I bet the sports books now have them. Let's see. 
All right, so it's they just Bills, have... Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins, right? Yes, yeah. So right now they are a minus 162 to make the playoffs and trying to find the NFL futures for that. What? Maybe they don't have... They might not have the futures up for the... Uh, uh, for the divisions yet. It's the NFL awards, conference winners, division winners. Here we go. So right now the division winners, yeah, the Bills are still at number one at a plus 130. Jets are now second at a plus 250. And Dolphins right behind them at a plus 290. The Patriots a far, far fourth at a plus 750 to win that division. So that's going to be interesting, man. That's going to be a very interesting division coming up this year right now the the falcons are the second favorite to win the nfc south wow yeah plus 300 right behind the saints at a plus 125 and i don't disagree with them and then finally today in 2009 in the nfl draft georgia quarterback matthew stafford is the first overall pick by the detroit lions yep sure is a guy that i the guy that's not human billy i partied with him in 2008 right before a Georgia Tech game, and he was uh, he was passed out on a sofa at like 2 a.m. Uh, allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> after, having a, after having a good time. And he woke up the next morning, Billy, and had a noon kick versus Georgia Tech and threw five touchdown passes. Um, I couldn't operate for about two days, and Matthew Stafford woke up on like two hours of sleep and tossed five tuds. Um, so some people are just built different, and Matthew Stafford's one of those guys. All right, Bryce, you got anything else? Nah, man, let's get out of here. I need to go to bed. Yeah, I'm I'm really <laughs> considering it. <laughs> All right, for Bryce Farling, I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake them!